So welcome, 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 so welcome to No Stupid, stupid Questions. Question. Hello, everybody. This week's up, folks? Welcome. It's for real. It's for real. T-Leak like, and Jay. Like no, no specific <laughs> order. I love No Stupid <laughs> Questions show. <laughs> Can we curse on this show? Do whatever it's we feel. Okay. Tanya, your question for today. No. Rah, rah, like All right. Stupid. So, question. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name of no the show, Jay? No stupid questions. Black. Black. Welcome to this episode of... My first question is, who are you? No stupid questions. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the No Stupid Questions show. Your host, Jag, here. And I got T-Leak with me. How you doing, T-Leak? I think that's called a pregnant pause. I don't know what that was. But hey, hey, everybody. <laughs> How you doing? I didn't. I was kind of waiting for the baby to drop. <laughs> well, hopefully I'm not about to have no babies in my So this is a show where you had two smart people and one stupid question. Or so we thought. Tilly, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, I don't know if this is a stupid question. <laughs> okay. So my question is, has the U.S. failed at democracy? That's not a stupid question. Oh, okay. Yes, it is. That is a stupid question. <laughs> I mean, we, well, we're supposed you... to be no stupid questions, so there are no stupid questions. Well, so this got to be a question we can we can deal with, right? But of course, the USA, who is successful at everything, oh jeez, okay. Did you have some Kool Aid before you got on this? Obviously, we have not failed at being a democracy. I mean, that's we're 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 a a light post, a Ooh. lighthouse. For democracy, aren't you're we? saying that we're we're held up as a model? Yes, I think others would beg to differ with that particular. I mean, uh, I know representation. Excuse the I, pun. I, <laughs> I, representation. Oh, <laughs> drop that in there. So, boom. I was I always thought that we were a representative democracy, also known as a republic. We have not failed at that, have we? Uh, now I'm not, you know, deep into it to say that we are repping republics well as a representative democracy, but I don't feel as represented as I should. Okay, well, one what? of the cornerstones oh. of a representative democracy is that we elect representatives, the majority elects representatives. And those representatives make the laws, but they're guided by a constitution, which is supposed to protect the minority, right? Now, I'm not sure how the constitution is supposed to protect the minority, especially our constitution and its sordid history, but <laughs> let's leave the history behind. Isn't that what we have today? I mean, the majority elects representatives and rep representatives, those in Congress, and including the president, vice president, govern, but they're restrained in what they can do by the Constitution. Um, exactly as we were designed. Okay, well, us working as we were designed does not mean that it's not a failure. You can design, you know, the Wright brothers designed the first airplane 
And it was a failure. I think they intended for it to fly and it did not the first one. So, um, I mean, that, that's not to say you can't try again, which is what we do with constitutional amendments. Right. <laughs> we we figured out that there were some some holes that we needed to fill. So, so, but everything. Huh? You can't think of everything. Well, no, and but that's that but that's the point. The point is, have we? And and you know, again, what does failure mean? Does failure mean? I, I think one of the interesting things that is very cultural in the U.S. as we as we talk about this question is that, you know, failure is an opportunity to learn and improve and improve. That's right. Ideally, should be. Yeah, I mean, ideally, you don't have another failure after that. Right. But if it is, it's still another opportunity to learn, right? Because you, what, what did our parents always say? Try, try again, right? You know, I tell my the little kids with Thomas the Train, right? I, I find Thomas the Train. Is it Thomas? Not Thomas. Or the little choo choo that? I mean, which which one are you talking about? Yeah, he's the, newer. The he's not. A, we didn't grow up on. No, we didn't grow up on. That's the one we grew up on. They have a new okay. one. Tom, okay. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> way sidebar so it's it's really interesting that i think when people hear the word failure they assume that we just basically have to throw up our hands and be like oh well and and i don't i don't think well i i know that that's not the way we should you know go after things um and and just get to give me examples you know the example i just gave right brothers i mean if they hadn't kept kept at it you know, I mean, somebody else probably would have invented it, but, you know, they eventually got to the point where they were successful. And so I would say right now we are failing. Okay, so. And I'll talk about the specifics of that. But so you think we're, I mean, if you were to give us a grade, what would you give us? Speaking of which, there is a grade that, you know. Well, we, we'll get to the grade. So okay. so maybe maybe I was thinking of, so there is such a thing as an ultimate failure. And that's when you, you know, if it's a person, I guess they, they pass away and they have no more chances to try. And a Republic can ultimately fail if it's broken apart and disbanded. and Or it, it falls into authoritarian hands or, you know, I mean, right. there's definitely ways that it can totally be opposite of how, you know, it was intended to, right. to be. Right. So, 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 so we, yeah, well, I don't think we we're there yet. To that point. But we had so we we didn't get the F, we didn't flunk, but right. we're failing. <laughs> okay, so we we got to raise our grade, is what you're saying. As, yes, that's uh, yes. I love 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 how we're keeping this uh this metaphor going. <laughs> so I still would say we're not failing. Oh, what do you what grade? Come back to the grade. What grade are you giving it? I, I probably. Oh my give, gosh! I probably. What give, does it take to fail with you? I would, probably would give it a C. I, ooh, I wish not I even, was in your class. Even, you teach any classes? A, <laughs> I'm not teaching any classes, but I probably would give it a C, not even a, a dog, a D. I, I give it a C. Because ooh, okay, I, I tell me, are, tell me why. I think for all of our faults, the system is not ideal, obviously. Uh, it is nowhere near ideal, so we can't talk about an A or B. But <laughs> I, I think it's, it's probably operating on average and i'm not happy with operating on average on average what are you averaging it with but think about the other countries in the world that we're comparing them to but see that's okay now you're getting into 
the well, curve we'll get, versus yeah, are we I'm, are we on I'm a curve on the here? Curve. Yes, I'm grading on the curve. If you're grading on a curve, uh, I could understand what you're saying, but I will tell you, I think that there are some some signs that we need to shore up or else we will be at the wrong end of that curve. Well, I mean, you can, you, there's always another test around the corner and, and you could, you could, you could fail that test and bring your grade down. Okay. Now the metaphor is actually kind of scary because that is a true statement. <laughs> there is a test around the corner. It's coming. And I am so scared. Okay. So what, what is that test in your mind? Is that the um, midterm elections or? You know, it's funny. I think that's a quiz. Okay. The midterm <laughs> elections. Quizzes count. Quiz. And quizzes count. They do. We are really going to take this to the edge, are we not? <laughs> but yeah, the test is going to be in four years. And so much can happen between now and then. But I mean, we are we are actively being tested. I think that, you know, what we have going on with... um how we're looking at the insurrection. I think mm-hmm. we, we, that was a big test that we messed up. Mm, maybe even oral presentation. <laughs> and, and the, 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 the last four years, the partisanship, the, the fact that that, that, and I believe it led to the, basically the refusal to accept the outcome of an election is very, very concerning as it relates to a democracy because that's at the heart of it. The inability to, from there, agree on what's going on with voting rights, right? How can they be protected? And what, whether you agree or not, the bad thing is we don't agree on what needs to be done to ensure protection of those rights. And those are all fundamental to a democracy. I agree with you. I don't think any of those things you're talking about are fated complete yet. And so I still have hope that they're going to end up the way that they should end up and that the democracy, the representative democracy will will prevail. Without a doubt, the attacks on voting rights is anti-democratic, is anti-democracy, without a doubt. Without a doubt, the insurrection was definitely anti-democracy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I may disagree with you on when you say what happens in four years, because you know, there's one party in power now, quote unquote. And if another party is in power in four years and it has not been a stealing of voting rights, then I think that's what a representative democracy is is about. And sometimes the pendulum swings and one group of people win one time and another group of people win the next time. I can't say it's it's not. I wouldn't say that I was depending on what party wins. Okay. My concern is the authoritarian nature of the previous administration. And regardless of who's in there, whether it be Democratic or Republican, I believe both of them can have the leaning towards, you know, power is is a is a vacuum. It sucks everything into it. So I'm not even going to say who the offender is, but I'm just it will be interesting to see what happens 
after this. And, and, you know, just for as a devil's advocate here, I mean, there are people who say that Biden, and we should get into the economist and their ranking of democracies, that it's ultimately essential to take away some democratic freedoms when you deal with something like a pandemic. So in some ways, is it necessary for us to not be as democratic in order to save lives, ultimately? I think most people, and and most people probably would not agree with this, but, and I guess I can't say it's the wise opinion, even though I do think it's the wise opinion, but in times of crisis. I'm sorry, you said the wise or the wives? W-I-S-E. Oh, okay. You looked around. I thought you were looking for your wife. Okay. No. I wanted to make sure you... W-I-S-E. No, I was trying to make sure we didn't have too much backup. Oh, okay. Podcast. I was trying to hush the people back. W-I-S-E. <laughs> that during a crisis, you need to move more towards authoritarianism than democracy because democracy is not nimble enough to make decisions during a crisis. And I'm thinking wars, pandemics, those type situations. I think most people who've seen any leadership training or whatever would, would say, okay, in those, in those instances, yes, you need to move to a more authoritative. You know, it's funny because you brought up the pandemic and, and this freedom, freedom gets this freedom issue and the pandemic is almost hilarious to me because... Just the people that are talking about, oh, they're taking away our civil liberties. They're taking away our freedom. I don't know. Society, American society seems more free to me now than it was 250 years ago. I, I just don't. That's, is that because you're Black? Maybe, maybe <laughs> it is because I'm Black. I don't know. I think that's just a red herring. I don't, I, don't, I don't even believe. Are people really not wearing masks because they think it's taking away their freedom? A mask? Really? Well, I think that does get relative because I think you, I mean, you said it yourself in times of crisis, right? And we typically think of war and stuff like that, you know, but that's when we're used to emergency powers being granted and we kind of get on board with that, right? People got on board with after 9-11, you know, the tapping, right? Okay. You know, hey, we got to, we got to suck it up and we've got to surveil people in order to make sure that we don't have any more cells planning bombings and things like that. So we tend to be okay, typically, in usual times, I agree with sort of granting the government this power to do the things that we think will be for the greater good. Right. We haven't done so good with that most recently. And, and, I, and, and to your point, I think that is actually really critical in a democracy so that you can do what's necessary. So your ability to be nimble, to be flexible is really important in a democracy because, yeah, you're not going to be able to get all of the things done that you need to in a crisis situation. So what's happening now is, I mean, I don't know what parallel or similar situations we've been in, I don't know what it reflects in terms of where we are, that we're not able to all get on the same page to do what, to to agree on what's in the greater good. So let's talk about this economist report. What does the economist say? You just bring it up and you go, hey. I know I'm asking you because. because So they have a a democracy index, right? Right. Right. So they look at 
globally and they look at a, a variety of things and this the 2020 report which the 2021 i don't think is out yet says that the basically the average score globally fell to its lowest level since the index actually began in 2006 and that is largely tied to this idea of people's rights and and you know you, you talked about it how so, certain freedoms were taken away i mean countries were put on lockdown i mean they called it lockdown some people tried to use nicer words stay at home mm-hmm. stay at home mandates i'm like when you have to stay at home it's not stay at home it's lockdown ask right. any 13 year old child so that's what you should do with your daughters next time so this is a stay at home mandate <laughs> so yeah so and again you know that's kind of accepted that 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 happens and all the countries did it but the economists did look at so, so I think the categories are, let me look back at it. You know, you've got your true democracy, you've got your flawed democracy, which is the category that the United States now falls into. So they've got full democracy, flawed democracy, hybrid regimes. We're, we're not at the bottom of the flawed democracy, though. We, we kind of, we got, some, got a little color in there. So we, we're close to the flawed democracy, full democracy line according to the economists, right? So what do you say? It's not like Mexico. What do you say? I'm saying that's a C. Oh boy, here you go. Might might even be a B by if you look at the economists. So we will we will give you a link to this this article. Um, (laughs) But it's but it's interesting. I mean our, our neighbors to the north Canada are considered a full democracy. And our neighbors to the South, Mexico, are considered a more flawed democracy than we are. But you go to the other side of the world, and of course, they attack Africa as having the most authoritative regimes. Yes. Um, And Russia and China. (laughs) I think the ones that you would think, I mean, you know, unfortunately... In in Mali, for example, in Africa, they had elections in March, which seemed to be fair, but then they they had a coup in August. Um, So basically, so we had a we had a coup as well. And well, that's that's how I mean, yeah. So that's that's where it 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 starts to get into. I mean, where where are we headed? You know, we really gotta check in and make sure that we're not in a really bad way. So the title of the article is Global Democracy Has a Very Bad Year. And I would think, as we said, you would expect it to have, this, this index has been around since 2006, I believe. Yes, that's right? what they said. Mm-hmm. So yes. I, I can't think of a, a year with more crisis in it since 2006. You know, you know maybe that makes sense. You, you would think some of the democratic things that we're used to would kind of slide a little bit when there's been a global crisis like the one we've seen thus far. So I'm not disturbed by that. So if everybody is having the problem, does that mean nobody's failing? Everybody's having the problem of democracy sliding? Mm -hmm. No, you still have people that are failing without a doubt. But we're not one of those people, in your opinion. Well, not by the economists. We're, we're squeaking I mean, by. We're, we're right on the line between flawed democracy and full democracy. No, but but the question is whether or not they would still say that we're failing. I mean, if we went down, 
significantly as opposed entered a new category right that's uh, i don't know i mean you know then then we get into so your definition of failing is you got to be you got to hit rock bottom because at the bottom is authoritarian that is no so i would say failure to your point that's i would say that's ultimate failure without a doubt and you could give those people f's the people in hybrid regimes a d the florida democracies a c and the full democracies could get the a's and the b's but I'm not saying we have to line up with what the economists said. I just said, in my view, we are a, a middle of the road. It'd be interesting to see where the mean is on this and where the USA falls. But I would say we are the, are the middle of the road on the democracy scale. Nothing to, nothing to be proud of. I mean, we should be better. We, we should do better. We should, we should learn from our mistakes. You know, you talked about the voting rights and, you know, the census came out today. One of the things that the states are going to be scrambling to do is to redraw some legislation. The census that, report came out today. The census report, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. So this, one of the things these state houses are going to be trying to do is redraw some legislative district. You know, will they do that in a fair and equitable manner? There's a lot of questions about it. A lot of people don't think so. So that is that going to be a test? That is a test. And that is a 10-year test. So that's not just a quiz. That's, that's going to be with us for a while. And I'm sure, you know, we would have some some litigation after they draw the lines and it'll go up to the Supreme Court and we'll get to see how balanced they are. And I think we already know the answer there. But <laughs> all of that will erode my opinion of, if it goes the wrong way, it will erode my opinion of whether or not we fail or not. So we have some, we have some things on the horizon that are, that, that'll push us in one direction or the other. Well, let me... You know, it's interesting because I think, you know, we talk about democracy and particularly, you know, in the last election, I think there was, well, and kind of in the last couple of years, there's been a lot of talk about um, socialism. Socialism. Okay. And, you know, and it's been, it's been viewed as a negative or it's been used as something to kind of basically say people are anti-democratic. Okay. Right. And we've talked about how we have, you know, there's different forms of democracy, et cetera. And the only other thing that I would say is that, again, this question of is it bad to be a failure? Because maybe the way in which we have what is ultimately, I mean, some people have called it, we have a democratic socialist country or a socialist democratic country because of things like Medicare and Social Security and, you know, some of these safety nets that we have these social programs that we have that are social (laughs) programs. So is that, do you think that's a failure? Is it a bad failure? Is it a good failure? Is there such a thing? Because I think that's the other conversation that can be had about that. So, and you asked me if I was teaching, if I taught a class. Oh, maybe maybe this podcast will get me a class one day. So any (laughs) any, um, administrators, if y'all listening, I am available. (laughs) So I I have a little problem with that because that that question, because to me, socialism is an economic system and democracy is a political system. And so, you know, say that one more time. Socialism Mm -hmm. is an economic system. Okay. Democracy is a political system. So you can definitely have 
a democratic socialist society or a socialist democratic society. They don't conflict with each other. I think socialism versus free enterprise is, is the contrast. And democracy versus- So you would, versus you would say free enterprise slash capitalism? Capitalism, You're putting those yes. in the same, yes, okay. I'm sorry. Capitalism is probably a better word than, than free enterprise. Okay. Those to me are the things that need to be contrasted against each other. So I definitely think we are a representative, democratic, capitalistic, but we have some socialistic leanings towards our economy. That was a um, long description. That was a long do. description. Wow. And it's complicated. People want to say we're, we're pure democracy. We're not. Uh, we, don't, we don't put every decision up to the majority vote. We elect people to do make those decisions for us, guided by a constitution, hopefully. Uh, sometimes they forget the constitution, but their mm. job is to be guided by the constitution. Mm. And we are a capitalist society, but we do have Medicare, we have Medicaid, we have school lunches, we have a lot of trappings that a socialist society would have, meaning we take tax dollars and put them towards the public good. So... To answer your question, I think we are a democratic capitalist society with some socialist leanings toward us. And I guess since we're failing as a democracy per I'm you. Exhausted. Yeah, it is exhausting. If since we're failing as a democracy per in your opinion, I guess we have some authoritarian leanings as well. Yes. But let's let's talk this show. So so but go ahead. Go ahead. I was no, about to say, th this show was the political system show, and we threatened to have the economic system show a few times. I don't think we pulled it off. So we definitely need to get that on the calendar. <laughs> well, we talked about capitalism. We did. It's racist. It's, it's racist leanings. We did. Which is a whole nother question, you know, can a democracy, I mean, we talked about the amendments to the constitution that were to remedy, some of them were to remedy the fact that the original constitution was based on slavery and from that perspective a racist viewpoint but i will say that i think that's that's the thing that i think is also important i mean you talked about being able to be nimble in the case of in the times of crisis but i think also you know just in with lessons learned to be able to understand especially as time goes by that if we are to have a thriving democracy, that we need to have a living document that, upon which it is based. And I think there is a lot of resistance to that, which has me also kind of worried about the failings. It's a valid concern. Without question. <laughs> it's a valid concern. I, All right. I, and I'm, I'm hoping we can maintain and improve that. We don't need to maintain. I hope we can improve that. <laughs> it's like... Uh... I hope, I'm I hoping we can improve it. that grade, but I do fear that we will slip down. And I, I guess if you believe the economists, the trend will continue and we will be less and less of a democratic political system. So how can we play a role in skirt, putting on the brakes? Uh, first of all, we need to always start with registering as many voters making sure everyone in our community is registered to vote. Everyone, really everyone in every community is registered to vote. That, that should be, we should start greeting people like, hey, how you doing? You registered to vote? I mean, it, it should be at the tip of our tongues every time we interact with people. 
So we should always start there. Then after registering, you have to encourage people to actually go vote because it's a lot of registered voters that don't exercise their right. You know, I was just thinking about that. So just to, to stick on that point, do, do you think that, speaking of failed democracy, I was just watching um, John Oliver last week tonight and he was talking about the, oh no, no, I'm sorry, different show, Bill Maher. The qualifications to become a congressperson, mm. particularly in the House of Representatives, mm. the amount of money they get paid, and there is not, there isn't even a requirement for a high school diploma, mm-hmm. as I understand it. Um, you be. can also have been convicted of a felony. I need to, I need to verify this stuff. I do have to say, I just can heard it today. Been, can you have been convicted? And um, so, so what's interesting to me is that, of course, we have this whole thing about felons can't vote. <laughs> but the person that goes into office that we don't vote for can be. So, yeah. So that to me is one of those things that when I heard about it, I was like, failure. We need to address. Well, on some of those things, I disagree with you on. I wouldn't want to make it a requirement that you have a high school diploma to run for Congress. Why, why would you want to do that? I think there's, so we, so now we get into the conversation we had previously about what are we learning, right? Whether it be critical race theory or not, you need to understand the background on this. And you know what, let, let me say, maybe not that, but one point that he brought up was that the stuff you need to know in the immigration test is more mm-hmm. than what you need to serve in the House of Representatives. And I think you should get a test on governmental stuff because they have to know the Bill of Rights. They have to know. And the people who we, we I mean, I, I think about, so I lived in New York. You know, I grew up, born and raised in New York. Didn't go to the statue of, uh, sorry, not didn't go to the uh, World Trade Center until after I left and came back. Because it's always there. You're just used to it. And so a lot of us have never read the Constitution. And I think that there are things that we learn in school that are really, really integral. And it should be. I mean, we should, to be honest, I think there should be more civics classes. And we talked about this with some of some of the kids from Sandy Hook from that shooting, right? They were talking about, um, and I think we had mentioned in a previous show about the, the kids in Delaware that sued the school system because they felt like they weren't well-informed enough to really vote. So there are a number of things that we need to do. So I'll agree with you that maybe it's not high school diploma, but there need to be some minimum qualifications for you to come into a body and play a role. And and, and it it should be accessible to everyone. It could be something you could do at the local library. But if you're going to come into that role and not know the history, the, you know, the the construct, you can't do that. That's a failing to me. I, I, not, I, I guess I disagree with you. Oh, what I part do you disagree with? I think now, they should be able to, to run. I think they should be able to run. Now, if Ooh. the public, anybody. Okay. I mean, basically, you said their qualifications. I don't know of any qualifications to run for Congress other than there's an age requirement, which is what? 28? I don't know. And you, Why is there an age requirement? Well, I don't think there should be. Okay. Okay, keep going. I don't think there should be, but you know, we're we're ages, and we believe making a certain number of years means something, mm. good and bad. But I don't, I don't personally think there should be. But if if a person who knows nothing about the government can convince the thousands of people that 
they need to win a congressional seat to vote for them, then more power to them, in my opinion. And, you know, maybe they're not there to, maybe they're there to change government. So they don't need to learn about what was done in the past. I don't know about what was done in the past, but if you are governing based on a constitution, you mm-hmm. need to know it. Well, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, why, you, I, actually, I think you, you know, if you, because if, if you're going to change it, mm-hmm. so that's what we're basing this on. If you're going to change it, you need to know what kinds of changes you're talking about. What are some of the issues that you have based in and how know. can you best fight them? So, so that's I, why we yeah, have different branches of government. Yeah. That's why we have different branches of government because legislators all the time, all the time. And maybe you say none of them know what they're doing and maybe you're right. But they, all the time they pass laws that are unconstitutional. And that's why they have to go to courts to figure out if they're constitutional or not. It happens all the time. I'm not I'm not even saying unconstitutional. I'm saying get to the heart of the matter. So be effective. Yes, they can pass things that are unconstitutional. But to be honest, that that might mean that we need a, a, a an amendment. Do they even know what an amendment is? I mean, those are don't. the kinds, but, but those are the kinds of things where, Jack, there's a basic amount of information you have to have. You don't, you don't you have even to obtain know. it at some point. Yes. And I don't want them to do on the job training when they're getting $175,000 a year. Well, first that's of all, not, I don't think they get $175,000 uh, a year. That's, 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 I don't know. What you but to but second of all, <laughs> if they have convinced enough people to, to get them elected, then more power to them. They must have they must they must have told those people, I don't know nothing. I don't know Jack right now. But once you elect me, I'm going to know enough to be effective in representing you. And if the people in that district bought that, more power to them. One hundred and seventy four thousand. I'm I'm, okay. And you get that for life. So that's not a bad gig. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think getting someone to vote for you, getting the right number of people to vote for you is that's yeah. I don't that's, I don't that's I don't what our think government's that's, about is that's what I, our okay so I don't so I'm not saying that's not sufficient to me though. I mean I, I understand if you like person's stance, etc. But in order for them to do the job, right? We're not interviewing this person. We're not we have a bare minimum and in a lot of states less than the bare minimum of information about the candidates. And some people go in there, oh, let's admit, get, and they go like this. So that's a, uh, look, we can, okay, that's another, that's, you, you can, but you write you down can, these you shows. Can, and invite, we, you can, so the things you can do, you can invite them to forums, you can put on debates, you can do all of this. Oh, stuff. don't say that like that's the easiest thing in the world to do. Actually, it's pretty easy. Okay, what's, what's pretty easy? Which, which one? You're you inviting say, someone for a forum. How does, what does that look like? Well, you have to you have to impress upon them the importance of speaking to your group of people. Okay, and they say the way you do that is show a history of voting. Okay, so that's you 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 just I think you just that's not easy. That's so if it's if it's what what history because that's very vague. You have to show history of voting. You have to show yeah your power and your influence with that voting block. Blah blah blah. That's that that's not easy. Or you have to be able to write. So but when you say and that and that goes to the whole black perspective on, hey, our vote is not going to matter because if we invite this person, they're not going to come. Maybe because that block has vote against the other person. Okay, and that's fine. But that's what I'm saying to you is we don't 
get that's not that's not the easiest thing to do to just say oh just have a forum and fight them out there have a host a debate but that's not don't i i i don't think it's as easy as you're making it seem plenty um, of people do it uh plenty of people plenty of people do it i don't know okay relatively i don't know about that well i mean first you gotta you gotta I mean, how many people have tried to do it and failed? I mean, if no one's tried to do it and failed, then we can't say it's, it's, it's hard. But if we automatically say that's not something we can do, then we've, we've well, eliminated I will, it. I will tell you one thing that I, I know anecdotally, which okay. is that when someone that I know invited a political candidate to come speak, they said, what's in it for me? Of course. Of course. And you got to be able to tell him that, first of all, I don't know what they would invite them to, but you have to be able to tell them that we're going to support you. We're going to work in your campaign. We're going to give you money. We're going to well, rally wait, but, the but, community but let me, behind you. Let me just you. say this. So, okay. So you, you said, but no, let me just be, just be frank about this. They are not frank. looking, they're not looking I'm for... <laughs> You could be frank. They're not looking for, I don't want to be frank. I'd rather be Frankie, the, the woman. Okay. <laughs> They're not, not, this person was not looking for, because unfortunately in the political arena, this has become a quid pro quo. And it's not just like, oh, we'll support you. If we, if we believe in you, you got to come talk to us. We can't just say, you come talk to us and we're going to support you. We have to hear what you're going to say. Absolutely. And that's not that that door is not open. That door so, is not open so, most of the so, time. I'm not going to say everybody's like this. So, but that so you know, one of the interesting things about politics is 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 politics is always local, and the political landscape in different places can be extremely different. And yes, you know, people people laugh at New Orleans for a whole lot of reasons, but one thing New Orleans has is these little political groups, and these little political groups, it's a bunch of them. Bunch of alphabet. I'm not going to name the names because I'm not putting any above the other. Uh-huh. But one thing those political groups do, to the to the extent they can, is they go out and register voters. They go out and canvass voters. They go out and have phone banks. They go out and collect checks and give them the candidates. And yes, they invite people to. They invite candidates to forums, and they will endorse a candidate and work for them to the best of their ability. Some groups have little or no people and some groups have a lot of people and they change over time. They grow and they die and they change over time. Some people think that strangles the political process because if you don't cater to these groups, you won't be able to get elected. But I actually think that's how the political process is supposed to work. And, you know, if you don't have enough people with you, yes, the the candidates may ignore you. If you have, don't have a history of donating to campaigns and you can say, well, you know, you, you might need to come talk to us because if we like you and support you, we can give you $20,000 towards your campaign or more. $20,000 is, is probably nothing in today's campaigns. Then you would not have the political stroke, probably. But we need to be building that political stroke. And it's not always about money. If you can put 50 people on the street to canvas a legislative district, that's power. If you can register voters, that's power. So we have to act in order to demonstrate that we have that power to make people stand up and listen to us. Well, I feel like it's a little bit of a chicken or egg, but I will say, based on what you were saying, 
you can go to a forum. Let's not say you can hold the forum, you can hold the debate and make that sound like that's the easiest thing in the world to do. That's well, all I have to go to the forums right? first I, at some point. OK, so let's just say that's that is the low hanging fruit for the average person who does not is not familiar with these Democratic clubs, whatever type of other. Republican they could create clubs. their own. But but you, but, but right. they don't have a track record. You just said it. They don't, they don't have a track record. So you Their have likelihood to build. Is, I understand. But that's what I'm saying. That takes time. And so what I'm saying to you is if we're talking to people today, it's not you can have a forum, you can have a debate. It's that's what it is. You can go to forums with registered Democratic clubs or whatever other political clubs that you have an interest in, maybe that candidate going to. Right now, again, we get into this whole Democratic Republican partisan thing. Like, can you go to a Democratic club and hear from a Republican candidate? Maybe not. So now you got to find all the places that you can go and hear all these different people. Because when you talk about local politics, you're talking about a lot of people. And, and I just I say that, you know, there's a model and, and this goes back to the Voting Rights Act. There's a model that works great in California. I've mentioned this before, where they give you a, a book about this thick. Mm-hmm. And you can be at home with your coffee, tea, wine, whatever you need. You can go through and read each of the candidate statements, blah, blah, blah. I, at being in Georgia now, you have to hunt for it. And it is a lot of time, which, you know, let's be frank again, Frankie, <laughs> when you're talking about certain people who don't have access to transportation or other things, they don't have the time to do what might be required for them to make the most informed vote that they might want to make. So I just want to recognize that if we're, you know, if we're talking to people about what to do. Right. And I'm not saying you can wake up tomorrow morning and command the respect of politicians if you have not been working in the political arena for some period of time. I, I didn't mean to suggest that, but I think it's important for each of us to be active and engaged in the political process. So you don't have to wake up tomorrow morning and, and start working for the first time. You should have a track record of that. So I think our democracy will fail. Will fail. Unless we okay. take a role. Okay. I, I think, I, 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 don't, I don't even know, I'm, I'm on the, if I'm giving it a C, it is a C minus minus. You, you better gave do it your homework today. You gave huh? it an F. Stick with your F. You said oh, it failed. I, 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 I said it's failing. Okay, I didn't say it has beating. failed. It has an ultimate failure. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm concerned about the end of this this uh, year <laughs> getting to a place that is. I mean, yeah. I'm by concerned. The, by the way, I think it was the League of Women Voters that put out your guide in California. Is that correct? Uh, I think it was no, the Secretary of State. It's a it's okay. a state. It is a okay. state model. It is not a specific group. Okay. It is done by the state. And what happens is that they actually have groups like the League of Women Voters, all those clubs, actually they're listed in terms of which clubs support are for which candidates, which propositions, blah, 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 and who's against it. Okay. So it's very, very, very comprehensive in terms of, yeah. So if you if you look on the Secretary of State website, you can find the booklet, you can download it, it's PDF available. So it's really, and it comes to your, your house, that big ass booklet. I'm sure they kill lots of trees, but I think it is, it is a great model that I wish would be 
nationwide because I think it is important. I think it is a failing that we don't have more consistency to enable the electorate. So all I was going to say is there's some nonpartisan groups that have tried to pick up that mantle in other states, one of them being the League of Women Voters. And and maybe you should check them out in Atlanta, Fulton County. But I agree with you. If we do not become engaged, if we do not, if we're not vigilant with this experiment called democracy, we'll fail. Um, Do you agree that now is a critical time, at least? I think our situation is tenuous and that, yes, we are in a critical time. All right. Um, We can shake on that. (laughs) But I guess I think all times are critical and you have to stay vigilant or or you could easily slip into some place that we don't want to go. Hedging it again. All right. (laughs) I think that's a wrap on this show. No questions. (laughs) let us know what you guys think we'll look forward to seeing it and go vote register (laughs) be ready stay vigilant no stupid questions you can ask any question that you want or don't ask no stupid ass questions (laughs)